I've been at a concert where someone I waited in line like three hours before mm-hmm. the doors open, and this girl couldn't see him. She's like, "I'll pay you money to go in front of you." I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm not moving. <laughs> Yo, I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. And welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. First and foremost, thank you guys so much for supporting us from that last episode of Mitch Moolah. I got a lot of good, yeah. good, good vibes and messages from people all around, the audience members. So we're so thankful to Mitch. We're thankful to you guys for tuning in. And I promise we'll be, there'll be more interviews, more good, juicy content, and we will not stop. Yes, sir. Yes. Shout out to Mitch. That was awesome. A lot of jewels were dropped for um, independent artists. And honestly, anyone. It doesn't have to even be a musician. I thought he had a very good mindset on just putting the work in for something that you love and how he transferred that. Once maybe you fail at one thing, you can go to another task and put that same energy in and have that same level of success. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into it. What is your playlist name of the week? It's been a week since I last saw you. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Uh, title of my playlist would be Not For The Radio. And the first song would be Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush, a.k.a. A Deal of God. That song yeah. is a slapper, yo. I just finished uh, Stranger Things Season 4. Oh, you uh, just finished yesterday. it? Yesterday. I know, I'm How behind. Good? I'm disappointed. What? S- season 4. It, a lot of stuff didn't even make sense at the end. That's crazy. And, spoiler alert, I'm not happy about Max. I'm sure she'll be back again in Season 5, but I'm not happy. I'm, that's my girl, and they they did they did her dirty. I think they should have just done it or not done it. I think they left it too up to like, ah, what happens? Don't want to spoil it for everyone, but... Apparently, Kate Bush, I think, owns 100% of that song. So it, it went back to, like, top in the charts. So she's getting all that money. Oh, my God. Perfect. Yeah, so shout. That's crazy. Just finishing Stranger Things. But I know you're a big Game of Thrones fan, but you said mm-hmm. you've not started House of the Dragon. It's so that's good. Because, that's because, you know, I have a lot of streaming services already on my car. Uh, <laughs> I can't add that HBO on okay, there. Okay, you know, okay. <laughs> the budget is tight. So we got to use yeah, that yeah, little yeah. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, one, two, three. It's a... Yeah. Watch it later. So it's always like, what is it once every week? At uh, once every week or how yeah, once every Sunday night. I can't do that. I need the whole season. I can just watch it when I can. Really? I can't wait. I kind of I like watching it and going on Twitter and seeing everyone make the memes about it. Oh, that's I'm, I'm addicted to Twitter. That's the problem. I've never actually had that experience because every time a show starts, I always watch it after it's yeah, done. Yeah. Well, that's what I saw. Once again, another spoiler alert. But mm-hmm. for Game of Thrones, when Arya stabs him, mm-hmm. the Night King. I saw that on Twitter and I'm like, this seems awesome. And I watched Game of Thrones in yeah. two weeks. I was watching in Spanish class. I binged <laughs> it and I caught up for the last episode. So I was very proud of myself. But that now I also funny. now I forget the entire plot of Game of Thrones because I watched it so fast. Yeah, I, that's funny Great you said show. that because I remember literally when the the tweets were blowing up. I literally put on like the Twitter block list. Yeah, yeah Aria, yeah. Uh, Ice King, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Like I made sure I did not see it because yeah, I knew yeah. it was going to be on my list. I just had to get to it. And then I'm also going to watch The Boys. So don't worry about that. I'll watch yeah. The Boys. That's goaded. Yeah. Um, uh, my friend just watched it too. I told him to watch it. He watched. He's like, it's incredible. You got to watch it. Look at my watch it now. Right. If you, you like Deadpool, if you like Deadpool, you're going to mm-hmm. like it. Okay. Say and, less. Say less. Yeah. Um, for my playlist of the week. I'm trying to think of what song I'd go with, but I'm going to go with Exhausted because I had mm-hmm. a tiring-ass weekend. Of a, yeah. I went to uh, the Ohio um, Festival, Breakaway Festival. Mm. So one night was like EDM music. For those who've heard my taste in music, uh, it's not exactly my <laughs> forte. But I saw the Chainsmokers. They put on a good show. Oh, yeah, and Chainsmokers. And then on Sunday, and I saw Quinn 92 or Quinn XCII, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, saw Corday. It was someone I've been listening to for so long. Didn't love mm-hmm. this last album, but extremely good performance. And then we saw 21 Savage. And as you can tell by my voice, I'm just 
deceased. <laughs> Who was the best? Who was the best? I mean, Corday puts on a better show. Like, 21 Savage isn't jumping around on stage. But then he also has, like, just bangers. He played a lot. He played My Life. He played um, yeah. Jimmy Cooks. John, Jimmy Cooks, yeah. He has so many songs. Was that was that going on during a Wander, Wander Bus? Wander, you know what I'm talking about? Is that, yeah, is that in Columbus? I think so. One of my friends went, and she was telling me about it. Uh, it was Lord. Yeah. Lord, I think Quinn ninety two was there too, but it was Lord and like a couple other people, like alternative uh, pop. And I'm, stuff like I'm that. not sure. I mean, the breakaway is at the Crew Stadium as you're rocking the Crew shirt. Yeah, hey, you know what? Gosh, it is. support the 2020 champions. Yeah, that's, I feel like forever ago, honestly. But breakaway, <laughs> I don't even go to because I feel like it's low key, like a bummy. It's a bummy festival. I don't know. It gives me like bummy vibes. I don't know. I mean, the the EDM days are definitely a lot of white people who are very mm-hmm. intoxicated walking around. Yeah. And Sunday was so much chiller. Like you could just sit on the back of the pit mm-hmm. and not be jumping around and still have like a very good view of it. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. Sunday, I just wanted to like chill. And that's why I was talking about the Kendrick concert. Like I was on the yeah. floor for the Kendrick concert, right? And again, it was incredible. Like there are times where I wanted to, you know, jump, hype, mosh. When yeah. I hear N95, Family Ties, I want to go crazy. But like I also want to actually see the performance. Maybe because I'm also short, I'm 5'6". But yeah. like, there's times where I actually wanted to see Kendrick, see the dancers, see the performance, the performers, uh, the performance, and uh, like I couldn't see yeah. anything at all. So I was like, man, I wish I could just be like a little bit on the bleachers, just a little bit on the seats, so I can see everything. Yeah, but yeah, I've heard Andrew um, Kelly tweet about this before, but he said, "I hate six one white guys who are front row concerts," and that's me a hundred percent. I've been at a concert where someone I waited in line like three hours before mm-hmm. doors open, and this girl couldn't see, and she's like, "I'll pay you money to go in front of you." I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm not moving. <laughs> I, I I waited my time, but as a tall person, I can. Uh, I got some good angles. I did not get any. I'm honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I saw like 60 percent of the actual concert, and I just yeah, didn't see hard. the rest. It's hard. That reminds also, me too. You go. I was gonna say he was going like back and forth in stages, so sometimes mm-hmm. he's like kind of far away. I thought that was a good show. I saw that from the stands. Yeah, it was. I was gonna say I also watched the Woodstock. Um, documentary on netflix woodstock 99 um which was the second woodstock well i guess technically third but we don't consider the yeah the 94 whatever it was um so the second one after 69 and how awful it was i remember i told myself man i wish you could have a woodstock again that'd be so crazy so lit then i watched the doc and i'm like eh, probably a good idea it's the mindset of this generation they're not going to vibe and spread love people are going to (laughs) they're gonna die they're going to mosh pit (laughs) There's always those three, like, it's usually white guys who are in the middle of the mosh pit, like, waving their shirts, getting everyone hyped up. That's my friend. My friend Jake is that person who likes to go in the mosh pits. That's not me. Shout out to Jake. Um, but that, the documentary is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised it was all, like, heavy rock music that's mm-hmm. what got, drew that many people in. Like, listening hey, to Limp Biscuit. Yeah, no, I guess. Don't sleep on Limp Biscuit. I'm telling you, break stuff is looking like one of my favorite songs I, of all time. Really? I was listening Low to key. a lot of the I was listening to a lot of the music the day after watching the documentary. Mm-hmm. And I just can't imagine that drawing so many people, but I guess that's what was going on then. Bro, and Limp, now it's hip hop. It's hip hop. And what's actually crazy too is like they're talking about how like there wasn't a lot of hip hop acts. But at that time it, they really weren't number one. DMX was there, but that was yeah. really it. Have you ever seen and that video Eminem. of DMX performing? Mm-hmm. Um, oh Rough my Riders god, anthem? huge! It's crazy. For listening, he's performing to a whole continent. Yeah. That video is crazy. I, I don't. I'd be so anxious to be on that stage. Like, and I'm not gonna lie, that Limp Biscuit. You know how people blame Limp Biscuit for that? Yeah. Which isn't their fault. Like, like what do you expect? I mean, they put, like, they put on a good show. That's what they were there to do. Literally, then, and no, no. 
who was that? It was corn. If you look at the beginning of the corn performance, it's like a wave. It's just a tsunami of people yeah. jumping. It's insane. That's why I think rappers, if you're an artist and you have the ability to perform with a band, mm-hmm. it's such better energy. Yeah. There's just something different about it than like 21 Savage performing on stage just with like mm-hmm. the beat going behind him. It's just not as cool. Yeah. So would you say that would make a bad performer? I don't think it makes you a bad performer. If you do like – if you have a backing track and I can barely hear your voice rapping, which some 21 songs, you, all you could hear was just like the studio version. Mm-hmm. I didn't come to hear Apple Music. I wanted to hear like <laughs> you rap. So that's why it's impressive. I've seen J.I.D. in the past and we'll talk about mm-hmm. the GOAT later. Mm-hmm. But he's his breath control, he's going up and down the stage rapping mm-hmm. every single word, same pace, and there's no backing track. So you have to memorize every single lyric in your album while running. It's crazy. It's a hard exactly. thing to do. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people got to get better at performances, though. I, I'm talking specifically hip hop and rap, because yeah. again, it's just them playing the the track behind and them just barely saying their lyrics over their own vocals, and it's like, yo, yeah. what is this? Like, what is this? And performance? Ken- Kendrick was interesting because most shows I go to, they're performing to where they are, so they're like mm-hmm. Columbus, like how mm-hmm. are we doing? It's so great to be in Ohio. Like he, when I saw him in Philly, he didn't even mention he he mentioned he was in Philly twice, and it wasn't like a whole speech. He just said like Philly. But he his show was more like theatrical. Yeah. That he was yeah. just like everything was very planned out and every movement was planned out. Like I him and Baby Keem do family ties mm-hmm. and they didn't even look at each other or hug each other during it or like dap each other up. I just, Baby Keem just walked off the stage right past him, like straight. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Versus if you see J. Cole, he's gonna give you like a ten minute speech about how great it is to be yeah. back on tour. <laughs> which is it's just two different types of shows. Me and Jordy were clouded because he was like, Jordy said that. Kendrick is such a better performer than J. Cole, which I kind of disagree. Not saying that J. Cole's better, but I just didn't think it was by so much. But we're just clowning because, like, if you go to a J. Cole concert, it's just going to be him on a stool. Just give yeah. him a 10-minute speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Different types of shows. And yeah. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan, as I've noted, from this album. Mm-hmm. But I like that Kendrick has so many hits that he do, like, album song, hit song. Mm-hmm. Album song, yeah. hit song. But if you catch me at a Cole concert, I will be spitting every single word along with Cole. Was that Kendrick concert the best concert you've been to? I've never been to a concert like that where it's so theatrical. Mm. And I've, I haven't really been to stadium concerts before. Mm. But I I really enjoyed Tyler's show in Columbus last year. Oh, yeah. Definitely and I just, the al- it's just because I didn't like this album that much. So I wasn't like singing a, to Crown and Savior as much as I'm singing Ooh. to What's Your Name and all these other Tyler tracks. That Tyler, so, Tyler was amazing. Sick. It looked amazing from all the videos. And obviously, you know, Tyler, he's going to go crazy. I did hear he showed up like almost, what, like hour and 40 minutes late. Tyler? Yeah. At, at Columbus, right? That's what Jordy said. He showed up like an hour late. I don't remember him being that late. And he also, mm-hmm. um, how was I going to describe this? He just has so much energy and he puts a lot of thought into his performance too. Mm-hmm. He he was great. I, I cannot complain from him. I saw Cali yeah. Uchis and um, Vince Staples. So that was a mm-hmm. sick show. I definitely uh, want to again, go to just, like Coachella one yeah. time in my life. I think there's better festivals than Coachella. I think Coachella is like a dead crowd. Have you been to Coachella? I've heard that from everyone who What, what did Chris Brown Coachella. say? How could hate came and get in the club, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard a lot of hatred towards the audience of Coachella crowds. But Coachella looks really okay. cool. I'm sure it's fun. See, Lala, see. I like Lollapalooza, like one of those rap festivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but to, to get into some of our news for this week, this Benny and Freddie beef keeps lingering and... Just make a diss track. Like, just, let's if you're gonna beef, and we don't want any physical violence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But you're two of the most like skilled rappers right now. Why are you posting on social media? 
even though Freddie did say the barber coming and posted a picture of Benny's awful haircut, and I was dying laughing from that. That shit was hilarious. They it's just they're grown men. I hate they're really grown men. Like they're over forty. That's what I'm saying. And although like oh we all hip hop we all love beef. It's I'm not I'm not really big on beef. I'm not gonna lie. They literally had a track on Alfredo together, and now they like hate each other. Like what's up with that? And they have one and they have one way flight. One way flights like I think one of Benny's oh, yeah, one way flight, top five yeah. songs like Spotify mm-hmm. streamwise. I mean it's yeah. it's corny. It sucks. Guys, but gotta stop. There's a, Freddie's a funny man. I give it to him. He he's humorous. Yeah. It's it's just not. Fun. I don't know, man. It's just that one was funny. I was dying. The butcher, <laughs> yeah, the barber coming, <laughs> the barber coming. And then I've seen, and I this is a constant problem for artists, and they're always mm-hmm. complaining about it. But sample clearance is always just such an issue for artists. So recently, and we'll talk about his album more, J.I.D. had a track called 2007 that closes closes out his album. He has um, part of the beat instrumental changes to um, Section 80, some song from Kendrick. I'm not sure which sample wouldn't clear, but that sucks. He made a concept album, and he didn't get to put the closing thoughts of a seven-minute song that had J. Cole, his dad, um, Ibrahim, the head of Dreamville on it. And it just sucks. Like People got to... If you're an artist, can help contribute. They're using your art to create something bigger than yourself. That's crazy. I didn't know that that single was supposed to be on the album because he released it as a single and it wasn't on like streaming DSP. So I'm like, oh, yeah. He was saying that he was saying play this at the end of the album. Like this is the closing track, which makes sense listening to the album. Man, that's kind of. I mean, I get it. You know how people are. Like you know, they're always bugging about. You know, if you use anything, you gotta give kudos gotta give credit i get that but sometimes it's just like all music is almost reused music you know what i mean everything yeah. has been used everyone's at this inspired point. by someone exactly and honestly it's paying homage to you like i don't know why some people are just greedy like oh you use my uh you use my yeah. cord so i'm gonna take all the percentage yeah. like that's wild and it's like you love music and they're using they love the sound of your music and they're trying to make mm-hmm. something completely bigger than yourself mm-hmm. it's just I mean, I guess I'm not in the place where someone's wanted to sample my song, so I don't know how I would feel. And maybe they just don't fuck with rap music, and they're like, I don't want this rapper using my music. I don't know, but I think it's whack. I think it should be allowed. I know Cole's gone on this mm-hmm. rant at the end of a 2014 Four Cell Drive where yeah. he rants about how they got to let him sample shit. I was going to say, speaking of sample clearance, just I remember the Mac Miller album, Mac Got Sued by Pete Rock, big time, yeah. for uh, Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza. Yeah, because um, I was like, on Pete's project, and yeah, and it's like, yo, Mac might have helped introduce so many young kids to Pete Rock, yep. mm-hmm. and I, th- I mean, I look up samples and I listen mm-hmm. to people and samples I've heard because I just like the jazz music and that shit, mm-hmm. and I think it just let people use your music. Yeah, I like Mac know, really got a yeah. full new demographic to listen to your music. Mm-hmm. Like you have a bunch of white kids bumping Pete Rock. I like, <laughs> take it, Pete. And that song is a slapper. I heard that first where I heard yeah. Pete's, but that song will up forever made in my heart. I mean, I know that song. Bro, it's one of the best Mac Miller songs ever. And he made it Easy. when he's like 18, which is insane. R.I.P. Mac, man. Love you, fam. Yeah. And now Offset is officially, I guess, done from Quavo and Takeoff. Mm-hmm. That sucks because they're family, so I hope it's not like some deep thing. Yeah. But he dropped a fire mushroom. If you listen to it, it's called 54321, produced by mm-hmm. Baby Keem. Yep, I actually Keem. really fuck with the song. Mm-hmm. And he dropped a new one with Moneybag Yo, I believe. I've not heard it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this is a good time to give the Migos kudos. I don't think we know how hard it is to be relevant for 10 years, right? It's That's almost true. 10 years. I'm not sure when like Versace came out, mm-hmm. maybe 2014. 
But to last this long and have this much cultural impact, I think they deserve their flowers for that because there's so many people who have just gone to obscurity. Even someone like, say, Fetty Wap, mm-hmm. who had so many hit songs in a row, and now I think he's in, he might be in prison. But, <laughs> bro, shit, like, shit. You know what's crazy? He probably doesn't own a single, he doesn't own any of his masters, I bet you. No, no way he owns his masters. <laughs> Man, these so, artists, that's tough. <laughs> it's hard, and there's people like, but you like Rich Homie Quan. I'm trying to think of more random artists. I mean, Yachty's like still culturally popular, but you know, it's like bumping his albums like they were used to. Uh, so I think they needed their <clears throat> their flowers as they're separating now. Even though, who do you think is the best one? Like best who? Best Migo. I want to say he's the best, but I I think I like him. I like Quavo a lot because he's versatile. I can hear him on a hard rap song, and then I can yeah. hear him on a pop song. I can hear him on like I can hear him on anything like. So he's I like got Quavo the, he's got the voice. Mm-hmm. I saw someone mm-hmm. tweet there. Like, you started out loving Quavo and thought he was mm-hmm. the best. Then you realized it was takeoff. And then you mm-hmm. finally grew up and you realized it was actually offset the whole time. This is it was fact. the best flow. This is fact. But Quavo will always be my guy. I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I like his sauciness. <laughs> he's fire. And he to is. go along um, with our talk, and we were talking to Mitch Mula about this. Mm-hmm. And this literally happened the day before this information came out. So I feel bad asking Mitch the question the day before. <laughs> but um, Capitol Records signed this rapper named FN Mecca. It's an AI artist. And there was videos of, I think there was like police brutality, like the cop beating the AI character and the character being in jail and the character using the N-word oh, in songs. I didn't know it was that deep. I didn't know it was and that deep. Wow. Capitol Records dropped the artist mm-hmm. and – it's so interesting. Like, what place does AI music have? And I'm mm-hmm. not. Are you too? Are you familiar with the Gorillas? I'm not sure exactly yeah. how they. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. Do you want to touch on that? Everyone, I'm not sure exactly how they Everyone loves function. them. All I know is just it's an AI virtual band, and they make great music. I don't know who owns it, who's behind it, but everyone yeah. loves them. But people did not love uh, what's his face FN Mecca. On the other hand, there's other artists. I was looking into this that have worked out where they're not making. It's not like racial stereotypes. I think it was like a black astronaut was like the artist's backstory mm-hmm. or something. And I think he's a song with Gunna or maybe this might have been the FM Mecca guy. There's, mm-hmm. there's examples of it working out. And this was just a huge fumble that should have been obvious from the start. Like, yeah. You know, the character get beat by the police to make me like how, who, who, who was stupid in that boardroom <laughs> who like, did no one stop this? <laughs> it's so dumb. Um, okay. Let's put that information to the side. Cause I didn't know. But at first, I was kind of like, I was surprised by the backlash because I know we were talking to Mitch about this, right? And yeah. it seemed like a good thing. Like, oh, I mean, it seems like it's inevitable. Like, again, going to the metaverse. If you saw in the VMAs, Eminem and Snoop's performance, yeah, like, yeah. what the heck? It was all metaverse. They weren't even, I don't even know if they're even on the stage, but it seems like things are moving towards the metaverse. So I'm not mad at that. But then I was reading through Twitter on all people's opinions. Like, rather than, and I saw Morgan Gold also tweeted this as well, rather than finding actual artists independent artists or just quality talented artists you would rather invest in a virtual ai just because it has some crazy story yeah. that will attract fans and it'll make money and that's just a big f you to artists and i'm like dang i didn't think about it like that so i don't know yeah there's good points on every side i'm not sure exactly mm-hmm. how it's created i'm not sure if someone writes this song and another artist performs it and there's like ai characters sings it with a different mm-hmm. voice or if they yeah. input key phrases and some AI program writes the whole song because if they hypothetically just wrote like police brutality and had an AI write a song about it that's fucked up that's not cool but if it was someone wrote it and it was just like happened to be just a stupid idea I I don't know Mm -hmm. exactly how it works 
Well, it'll be interesting to see how the metaverse continues with concerts and young kids being able to go and like, uh, like Fortnite and watch Travis Scott perform. It's, I always listen to this one podcast, Lex Friedman. He was with, um, it was actually Mark Zuckerberg. And he was talking about the metaverse and now in the future. You know how like Wii games, you had your own like, I don't know, your character? Uh, yeah. Basically the metaverse, you can literally log into the metaverse with your own caricature, your character, whatever it is. Your avatar, that's what they called it, avatar. And you can live your life like on planet Earth, but in a metaverse. Yeah. No, no, no thing. Like that's how deep it's going. So yeah. I, I don't know, man. Crazy world no, this, out here. This is some like Wally shit or some type of, like Disney oh. movie <laughs> weird thing. I'm not. I'm You're not ready to live live my life inside of a computer. I so think like, certain things make sense. Like hypothetically, if you're make say you're building a house, mm-hmm. and the metaverse can replicate the built house, and you can mm-hmm. design the house in the metaverse, and then actually like plan it all out, see what looks best, and then mm-hmm. purchase it in the real world and build your house. Okay. Like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but I'll write that down. Write that down. Right? Yeah, I'll write that down. <laughs> That's a great idea. But certain things to me. I don't know. It's I feel like music is just so good live. I'm not sure if you can replicate it, mm-hmm. anim, animated, but maybe you can. And it's maybe weird. I'm just naive saying it at the start of it, and this will look yeah. stupid in 15 years. The gorillas uh, are big, but yeah, like, they've been big for just, forever. Yeah, they're big, but the concept of it is just weird to me. Like, there's people on this earth, like just I don't know. It's weird. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's kind of weird listening to an avatar or AI avatar. But I don't know. I think the gorillas might be a real band mm-hmm. who. Everything about them is animated, but like a literal band worked together making the music mm-hmm. versus this Capitol Records person, I think, was yeah. coded and they yeah. imprinted like we want. He looks like 6ix9ine. He was like saying the yeah. N word. Yeah. It was just weird. It was weird stuff all around. Well, good thing they dropped him. Bye bye, F yes, and I Mecca. Did. Stay safe. And then, <laughs> peace out, F and Mecca. <laughs> but in spectacular news, I've been waiting for this album since this podcast started. The yes, GOAT, sir. the man, Destin Root, J.I.D., Jid, whatever you want to call him, the GOAT, dropped the yep. sequel to his album, The Never mm-hmm. Story, the first time I heard him back in 2017, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite artists ever and signed to, signed to my favorite artist ever, probably my second favorite artist ever. This album, it did everything I wanted to do. And a lot of these songs yeah. he performed virtually at Vanderbilt two years ago. I showed you them last year, like Radar and um, Ju- um, Justin Time. I'm not sure what the song's actually called. I've always called it Briley because on YouTube it was called Briley, but the one with Kenny mm-hmm. Mason and Lil Wayne. Yeah. Uh, bro, this album's crazy. I want to I want to know your thoughts because everyone can predict what my thoughts are. Yeah, no, this was uh, a great project. It was honestly an amazing project. Again, I feel like I'm like desensitized uh, low-key just because like I don't know, like, I just I need it, it takes me time to really like like a show or yeah. a song or something. Like, that's probably why I was hating on Peaky Blinders and Stranger Things and some albums yeah. here. But no, this album is fantastic. I will say I like the second half more than the first half. And the thing is, okay. Jid is really versatile in the terms of he can get on really crazy hype tracks, some jazz, yeah. R and B. Like he can literally do everything. Yeah. He said he was singing. Um, a vo- yeah, he was singing a vocal coach, so he can oh actually like God. hit some of these notes. And some of these songs he's singing. He's not. Yeah, like he's R and B singing. Yes, Cody Blue 31. I was so shook. Yeah. Man, I knew it was Jib, but he, that's probably one of my favorite tracks on here. My favorite track for sure is Sistinum, but I just love the Sistinum. Bread in Them and Sistinum back to back. Um, yeah, honestly, I love the, the second concept. half, I'm telling you, 
um, to Can Make You Change, Stars of Most Def Who Murders It, Little Wayne Murders His Verse, and to close it. I just like Jid on those like nostalgic, slow, and he's just spinning. His storytelling yeah. is amazing. Those deep tracks I do love. Yeah, Money. I love that show with the kids. Like, mm-hmm. money, money. Yeah, uh, follow me. That, yeah. That's my shit. That, that beat's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. I think the way the album starts out, so Galaxy is like mm-hmm. an interpolation of the first song, Doo-Wop, on The Never Story. So like very mm-hmm. similar lyrics. He used some of the same lyrics. <clears throat> then Radar, I thought it was such a fucking fire intro. Mm-hmm. Just to start off like, Radar, Laser, Sonar, Beam, Met, Jet, Submarine. I got to see you. I love yeah, that shit. It's, it crazy. So, it's crazy. But Radar starts so hard. Dance mm-hmm. Now, great single. Kenny Mason is just so good with the choruses. Mm-hmm. And I loved him on... um. What the fuck's it good? Just in time. I got a yeah. time today, bitch. I got a time. And then Wayne just doing a very classic Wayne verse where he like he picks one word and like mm-hmm. every word keeps going back yeah. to time and sign. Yeah. And uh, Brudenum, Lil Dirk gave me similar vibes to Young Boy on What's mm-hmm. Your Name? The way he good. came in. That's you that could be my that might be my favorite track, Brudenum. I thought that was really good. I like him on that, like a little bit singing, mm-hmm. the jazzy ass track. But then the one with Earth Gang, um, Camp Punk Me, produced by K Tronada. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's insane. Ooh, K Tronada. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of this producer, this production from Monte Booker on this. I'm guessing mm-hmm. Stars is produced by Monte Booker. Let's yeah. see. And Christo. Yeah. Christo Actually, all over this project. Hard. Yeah, I love uh, the um, the uh, <coughs> the storytelling on the third verse of Crack Sandwich. Um, yeah, the I fighting love the family. Drop to um, Dance Now, Surround Sound. Um, I know you hate them when they drop too early, but those two singles were yeah, incredible. Yeah. Not a bad track. Not even a single like bad or low like uh, low level track on this. Yeah, I wonder when he wanted this to drop because Surround Sound was dropped over a year ago, or maybe may, might have been under a year ago, but still very far out from what the project actually was. Yeah, but also got pushed back again because of K Dot, right? Yeah. Also, there's weird things with singles. Like I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's just something with my Apple Music. When I go from Radar to Dance now, mm-hmm. it like drops in volume. Hmm. Not sure why. Maybe something with being a single. You gotta call the engineer, bro. I gotta hit him up. But this album, I got. I have to give it time. Mm-hmm. But I think it, I think it has to be my top three album of the year already with Pusha and um, Westside Boogie. What other rap projects drops? Kendrick, of course. Uh... I really liked Action Bronson Project. Mm-hmm. There was Saba, Saba dropped. Oh. Well, Lupe, have Lupe. you listened at all? I never Man. did. Come on, bro. To me, I'll that's number listen, one. That's number one. Joe Music and Zion. Another big thing about this album too was, and I want your opinion on this. There was a lot of beat switches. One, I want to thank Jed yeah. because these were like two minute songs. He actually had songs that were like four minutes, three ver- five yeah. minutes. He got three. He brought back three verses. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. He did. But again, a lot of the times he switched the beat for the third verse or whatever it was, and I'm and that's really common nowadays, especially with these artists. And I think it's just because of our attention span. Maybe they want to obviously keep us engaged. Yeah. Um, so they switch the beat a lot. But I feel like sometimes, not saying I hate it because I love the songs, but it gets to my point is like, okay, not every song needs some crazy beat switch. You know what I mean? I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. I think him and Christo, I've heard people describe them as this. They're just kind of like mad scientists. Like they go yeah. in and try to make some weird ass shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think on certain songs, it really works. I think Crack Sandwich is cool how it gets mm-hmm. like a little quieter when he's like really storytelling and stuff. Yeah. And Radar, Radar is pretty cool. But yeah, definitely yeah. sometimes it can be a little unnecessary to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh what were the you said the standouts for you were assisting them? I'm gonna cut like literally Stars okay, is fire. so everything in the beginning is fine. Know. And also I want to shout out to Earth Gang. I don't know, I know it's a duo. I don't know who is who, unfortunately, but the second verse on Camp Punk Me, yo, 
That's Olu. That's like the guy who really sings. Oh man, he he demolished demolished his verse on uh, "Can't Punk Me," but the Call, second half. Can't punk me, bitch. What do I want to start from? I say starting from Cody Blue Thirty One, and not saying the above tracks aren't great. They're great, but that's where I, I really got an attachment to the album, especially with the singing, the storytelling, whatever. But Brudenham and Sistanum, oh, I was already, I was already in. Stars with Most Deaf, yeah. Little Wayne, Just in Time, like th- that, that, that range from seven to twelve. My God, and Money, that course is amazing. I love Money. I love, mm-hmm. I love the sound of just like a choir, mm-hmm. like saying like Money, Money, yeah. uh, that's sick. But Legit fucking, thing. That's, it's it's nice when your goat does mm-hmm. goat things and he lives up to what you wanted. Where does he rank for you? Like of my favorites. That and also, is this his best album? I would say yes. For me. I'm gonna have to give it time because I have such okay. a connection to the Never story, but probably yeah. his best album. Okay. Um, I think he's like my second favorite artist right now. I just I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with Jid after Cole. Rap wise, I think he's definitely definitely in top five. And skill wise, oh my, he has to be top skill, five. Yeah. Skill wise, skill wise and technicality, hundred percent. Like they they can't do these tongue twisters like he's doing while storytelling. Mm-hmm. He's not just talking bullshit while doing mm-hmm. it. He's not punchline rapping. He's storytelling Mm -hmm. in such a specific writing style that he has. It's crazy. Crazy flows too. Um, But what that's all you had to say about Jid. I know this is the album that you've been waiting for. Yeah. Any any last words before you move on? My my goat did his thing. That's all I can say. Shout out to Jid. Another goat is The Alchemist and Rock Mm -hmm. Marciano, Kings of the Underground. Coming in. People with Cali like that. We'll go to Khaled next. I don't have that many words to say about Khaled's <laughs> bum-ass album. But The Elephant's Man's Bones. I was quickly yeah. touching this. The beats are mm-hmm. fucking insane. Yeah. Um, Daddy Kane with Action Bronson. Quantum mm-hmm. Leap is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Elephant's Man Bones song. This, this is a crazy album. It's I need to listen sad. to it way more. Yeah, I haven't got time to get to it. Because I, I, I love. first off, we don't need to say words about the Alchemist. He is the yeah. Alchemist. Top tier. Rock Marciano, to me, is one of the best rappers of this generation, one of like with the Lupe's, the Kados, yeah. like, rock is amazing. If you love Griselda, there's no reason why you shouldn't love rock, um, especially with his previous projects like Reloaded, uh, Marcialago, mm-hmm. like so many fantastic classic projects by him. So I definitely need to get to this and I need to hear them bars. I need the bars. Need the bars. All right, we can get to uh, DJ Khaled. What's Mr. it called? Khaled. God did. God did. God did. God did. Dude, after the album, God posted, did not saw, want like, this album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring God into this mess. <laughs> Bro, he said, Tyler makes mystery music. The mystery is why how, how you have all these famous artists and make a bad album. I wouldn't say I, it was bad. I think that's a stretch. Nah, just, I'm, going, I'm going a little hard on it. But it, it, <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't great. It's like, mm-hmm. it's cool. Like, Jay-Z's verse is crazy. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need an eight-minute song. It was like a little too long for a beat that wasn't that exciting. Which song was this? God did or what song? God did. Yeah, the song God did. Well, that's no problem. We got the ghosts on there. Make it 20 Bruh, minutes if you got to. I don't know. I don't know why Jay had like a six-minute verse, but Wayne and Rick Ross rap for like 30 seconds. Okay. I thought it was a little weird. And I just uh, thought the yeah. beat could have been better. I didn't, I don't get – I can't imagine Jay mm-hmm. hearing this beat and he's like, this is the one I need to spit for six minutes on. Hey, the I beat is fire. It's a simple thought, beat. It's, it reminds me of a classic like uh, 2008, around 2008 yeah, I know type you, yeah. beat. But you know how everyone was talking about Jay's verse? Let me Let's pause on Jay-Z for a second. Like you said about the verse length, I think they disrespected Wayne. 
Wayne's verse was incredible, but he couldn't match up to Jay just because his was our like a sixteen, probably a little, yeah. a little bit more, twenty four maybe. Jay Z went on yeah. and on and on. I don't know. I, don't know I know Wayne. I know Wayne doesn't write. I guess Hope doesn't write. How do you rap for six minutes and not write? You can't. There's no way he's not punching in. He's he probably. I don't know. It's funny you said that. I'm going to give a shout out to Nick Love ATL. Uh, he tweeted this, and I saw this when I was going through Twitter. Uh, Jay-Z and Wayne um, bragging about how they don't write their raps on paper killed hip-hop. Now we got a whole lot of less talented pa- uh, people trying to mimic two of the greatest ever with mixed results. Yeah. Which I think is accurate, because all the new wave rappers, they just punch in like, yo, you know what I do? Yeah. I don't got a flu. And I'll I'm be honest. That woo. Like, I, what, tweet- bro? I tweeted this other day. I tried doing it. And you know what? My memory just sucks. And my <laughs> favorite artist, Cole, he writes. So I'm going to yeah. write. It's fine yeah. to write, guys. You don't, you don't need a freestyle. Now everyone's Juice to. World. We ain't, we ain't all built like that. How would you feel um, about that? Um, first of all, I was kind of like, I felt some type of way to listen to the track. And that's when like Juice World in the chorus is like giving a yeah. shout to DJ Khaled, which means DJ Khaled had this track. So I'm like, okay, maybe they actually worked together. But it was still maybe. kind of like eerie. I think it's whack. And especially now talking to, after talking to Mitch last week, the fact mm-hmm. that Mitch said that if he had that hard drive still, he'd have like a hundred songs of Juice World. That means all these people, there's just probably crates of freestyles, and they're just gonna keep using. Like, how long are you gonna be using these freestyles for? Yeah. I don't think it's cool because who knows if Juice World would have progressed in his career to the point where he started mm-hmm. writing or mm-hmm. being more f- focused on a concept versus freestyling versus. I think it's just whack. Like, so we both agree it's nasty. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Juice um, World did. Man, shut yeah. up, bro. <laughs> but some of the yeah. songs I liked on the album, I liked the uh, Future Scissor song. I thought that was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one's fire. Uh, what else did I like? <laughs> you said, what else did I like? What I have 18 did? tracks. Bro, the Keep Going was awful. With Keep Going. 21. Keep going. Or no, no, not that one. I well, think it was bad. the other Roddy. Was there two Roddy ones or one Roddy one? Whatever had Roddy on two. it. Oh, Gunna and Roddy, Fam Good, We Good. Awful song. Yo, pause. How was gonna record it? <laughs> right? Didn't it sound weird? I just know how he's recording. What? Oh, oh, oh! Because you mean he's in jail? Yeah, like where are you getting these oh, verses he... from? I mean, he might record it before, I guess. So, uh, like, th- they just have it in the stash and put it on yeah, there while the homie's yeah. going through something. Like, what's going on? Like, that I does guess. not make sense. And it was a whack song. <laughs> Honestly, no. for me, it was just uh, okay. How'd you feel about uh, use this gospel? Be 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 gentle, be gentle, but be honest as well. I mean, it's just not a good song. I'm not going to revisit it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Eminem, DJ Khaled Kanye. Got this song. I I have no clue. Maybe Kanye was just like, "Here, take it." But this was in the tuck. Like this yeah, was no, in the tuck. This was already Kanye, released. Kanye. And like he he left. He, Kanye released. No, Kanye tweeted out like, "Oh, thank you, Eminem, for being a part of Use This Gospel Remix." And later on, someone released a snippet of it, and that was that. But it was in the tuck. Yeah, it wasn't even DJ Khaled's song. And then DJ Khaled just somehow got a a hand to it yeah. and maybe added I don't know a snare drum and it's like yeah, yeah that's, that's I think track. it's a I think it's a cool concept that Kanye wanted Eminem on a song I mm. like just two greats respecting each other when maybe they get both get receive hate not this Kanye but, and M. maybe back then but I like, it's cool seeing people pay like Eminem gets so much hate so it's cool seeing Kanye who's like just everyone respects musically mm-hmm. be like yeah. I want Eminem on a song mm-hmm. but it wasn't a good song yeah, I I didn't think it was that bad, but I also didn't love it either. A lot of people have been dragging it, but you know, there's been a lot of good things about it as well. Yeah, but I, honestly, I, I also don't. listen to I I listen to these songs in my bedroom. Maybe some of them are made for parties. So I'm, yeah. I'm on a college campus for all I know. 
Some of the songs are bangers that are played at parties, so maybe my opinion mm-hmm. changes. But as of right now, I, I, I didn't really fuck with it. I'm not sure I'm okay. revisiting it. So all respect to DJ Khaled, because obviously I, I know I know DJ Khaled. I understand him and how big he is to the culture. But do you know what he actually does? Not saying he doesn't do anything. He obviously does a lot. But I just I don't know what he does. Because I know like, he, he's not writing the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And he's not producing the beats. Maybe some of the beats. But Dre produced whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's producing songs. Maybe he's the one deciding whose verse goes first and mm-hmm. who's, where the beat drops. I really don't know what he does. Because I told you this before we started recording, but Calvin Harris was like, people are like, what do Calvin Harris and DJ Khaled do? And Calvin Harris responded by saying, I play every single instrument. I write these mm-hmm. songs. He said, Frank Ocean wanted, wanted to be on my album because mm-hmm. um, one, of, one of Frank Ocean's favorite songs is the Calvin Harris song. Mm-hmm. So that's why Frank wanted to do it. So Calvin's like, do not compare me to whatever it is. But I this question's asked so many times about DJ Khaled that yeah. I would love for someone who who has been in the room could just like clarify it what yeah. he's doing. And again, but, he's still uh like goat in my books. I will never forget Make It Rain. If you don't make it rain, Little Wayne. Um, I mean, he's got a legendary song. I think his ad libs are uh, like they're just annoying. Like we the best Dude, music. Did you DJ. notice every single track had a DJ Khaled ad lib? Every I think single it makes track. It, I think it makes it sound like unprofessional or like at least his things. I just don't hey, like dude, it. Hey, dude, if the single if the single blows up on radio, he needs to have his credits. He no, needs to know I, who's who. I get it. Just maybe like <laughs> get a new get a new producer tag. It's changed. I don't know. I literally counted too. Every single track has a DJ or something like we that. We the That's best. <laughs> they That's didn't believe me. in us. God yeah. did the. <laughs> dude, he's funny. He's actually funny. I think he trolls sometimes yeah. too. Like he obviously jumps I around. Hope, and... I would hope it's trolling. <laughs> not, not his complete personality. Hey, but still, shout out to DJ Cal. I still love <coughs> the guy. Funny guy. But that's all we had for today's podcast episode. If you guys tuned to the very end, thank you so much. Uh, we'll have even more bigger stuff. Again, more interviews, more content, and things of that nature. So just stick to it. Um, and if you guys need anything at all for independent artists, at least speaking, please reach out to us. Uh, we'll be glad to review projects, uh, promo, stuff like that. But yeah. Anything I'm missing out of? Nah, we out. We are out. Peace.